Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. Today is a very special episode. <laughs> I have a special guest today, my friend Sandra, who will be talking about the one of the older movies, One Piece Film Gold, which was re-released here in the U.S. So we got a chance to see it in preparation for the release of Film Red. And so, yeah, I guess first off, Sandra, go ahead and introduce yourself and maybe tell us you know, what One Piece kind of means to you or what, how you got into it. Hi, um, I'm Sandra, longtime listener, first time contributor, I guess. <laughs> um, longtime friend also. Yeah, she's one of my great <laughs> friends and one of the few people that can actually like match my energy in terms of not just One Piece, but with pop culture and a bunch of other fun stuff as well. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm super excited to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, my relationship with One Piece. Let's see. I started One Piece when a lot of my friends, you, of course, being one of them, and we're saying how it's just this amazing anime. It's the best anime ever. I decided to give it a shot and I started watching it. At the time, I'd only, you know, watched Naruto or some some of the other more other popular ones. Um, I started watching it and I immediately thought it was really stupid, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and I did not get what was the appeal. I thought that the, you know, villains were kind of silly, like buggies were the first one. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, but then, you know, as I kept watching, the very clear turning point for me was the episode where Luffy gives Nami his hat. And... And, you know, that and tells her that, you know, she's, um, you know, a nakama. And that, that was when kind of my turning point. And I was like, oh, OK, I see why people hype this up so much. And from then on, I was like completely hooked and it's only gone up from there. So, yeah, Arlong Park is definitely where a lot of people get hooked. <laughs> I mean, I was hooked a lot earlier on. Oddly enough, my hooking point was when uh, Shushu got his dog food back so sad (laughs) like uh, that scene is really what sealed it for me of all the of all the scenes but yeah that's the one that really got to me but yeah so we're gonna be talking about film gold so i'm gonna do a quick recap of film gold synopsis so yeah film gold actually takes place right after dress rosa ends and it was originally released in december 28th 2016 and yeah, so it's wedged in there right between Dressrosa and uh, the Zoark. Oh, and also, for those of you, this is going to be spoilers up until that point in the story, since we're still in Water 7 in the normal uh, podcast. So spoiler warnings for anything up to that point. So be, be aware of that. But yeah, the general synopsis is it sees the Straw Hats visit this sort of moving casino island called Grand Tesoro, named after their ruler or leader, uh, <laughs> Guild Tesoro. Yeah, he's a well-known place for pirates, marines, and other millionaires, and even celestial dragons who gather in sort of like a sanctuary that the world government even recognizes and can't even touch. Um, And yeah, he lures in people with all this glitz and glamour and entertainment. Then when they build a debt gambling all the the money that, that that he sort of gifts them, he then enslaves them to have to work it off, which is what happens to our straw hats, and they have to figure out how to escape. So yeah, I guess first off, Sandra, what are your overall thoughts on the movie itself? I really liked it. Obviously, I went with you to go see, what was the last movie that we watched? Uh, we went and saw Strong World. Okay, so Strong World, and that was fine, you know, yeah. but it it definitely was not as good as this one. So I kind of went in with lower expectations, to be honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but it turned out to be super fun. I was laughing like the entire time. I had like a smile on my face the entire time. And I just really like a good heist movie. So <laughs> yeah, um, that part was really awesome. Who doesn't like a good heist? Yeah, it's true. I think, yeah, the heist really added a lot to this movie in, in the sense that it, it gave it an actual purpose and a yeah. through line. <laughs> like sometimes a lot of the One Piece movies, they tend to sort of just meander in the middle where it's like, okay, we have to do something before mm -hmm. we get to the big battles at the mm -hmm. end. And the middle always kind of gets like lost in the shuffle. But this movie, because of the heist aspect, it actually builds momentum to the final battles, which yeah. is cool. I also really liked how um, the characters, you know, typically if it's, you know, just a fight scene, they have to fight the big bad. By the end of it, you know, the other character, a lot of the characters don't get a chance to shine. Um, so I really liked that because it was a heist movie, everyone kind of had like a little role to play, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it too. I think this is probably my favorite of the For One sure. Piece movies. It's been a while since I've seen some of the older ones, but I, I can say pretty confidently that this is up there with like film Z and, um, and, St and Stampede. I like Stampede, even though Stampede is not really like a, a story per se, but it's more just a hodgepodge of characters being thrown into one area. Um, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. Like you said, the comedy was really funny. Like, yeah, I think, I think I was laughing the whole time too. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like chuckling funny, like it was like laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Like there were some particular moments where we'll I'll, uh, we'll talk about some of our favorite moments later on, but yeah, there are some moments where you just like, oh my god, this is freaking hilarious. Yeah, and the animation was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Like I think one of the better animated movies as well. And yeah, I think I think a lot of it was also the characters and the villains are pretty interesting too. Yeah. The villains particularly, I enjoy not just Tesoro himself, but his henchmen, uh, mm -hmm. Tanaka-san and uh, Baccarat yeah. and uh, Dice were all really fun. You just kept laughing whenever Tanaka-san was shown. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I was laughing every time Tanaka-san came up was because of the fact that his name is Tanaka-san. Okay. Like you have you have like the all these like grandiose villains. You have Tesoro. <laughs> You have Dice, who's like this big buff guy, and he's named after Dice because, you know, he plays that, the like... huge Dice game. The Dice yeah. game, yeah, Baccarat. And then you have this weird-ass-looking guy, <laughs> and his name is Tanaka-san, which is, like, the most plain name like Mr. Could... Smith. Yeah. I mean, you have Tesoro, Dice, Baccarat, Mr. Smith. It's just like... <laughs> and then the fact that they just say it, like, normally, it just cracked me up every time that that anybody called him Tanaka-san like he's just supposed to be this like villainous like he it almost seems like he's the second in command too yeah but he's Tanaka-san like I didn't realize that's what you're laughing at. I thought you were laughing at him because he was just so comically large he like. is yeah that was a great gag at the beginning of the movie yeah. too like because he, he looks he looks so small he looks so first. small yeah and then and then when you see him next to somebody yeah. it's just like he's massive yeah um, yeah, and so that's kind of why I was laughing at Tanaka-san so much. But yeah, I think because also the pacing was really well. Like like I said, mm -hmm. like One Piece movies have a tendency to just just really die down in the middle act of mm -hmm. the movie. Every single time it gets really boring because they don't know what to do. All the characters are like split apart usually. Yeah. And it's just really boring. 
until you get to the final battles. But this movie, because of how they built up all the villains, the characters, and even yeah. the supporting, you know, the supporting cast was all right. Um, I, I really like the backstory with Nami and Karina. Yeah. That all, it really feels like it could be canon and it could be like, you know, that really happened and it really informs you know, both not not just Karina's character, but like Nami's character too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did like that little extra ad- added piece that we got with mm-hmm. her. And I actually have something to talk about uh, that at the end. But yeah, I guess um, for in terms of your like your favorite parts of the movie, like what are some of your favorite parts? Okay, I literally made a list here. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I'll go. I have a top five list here, and I'll start from five to one. All right. Okay. So number five, I had the muscle turtles. Um, yes. that were powering the cars because when they first came out, it was like so absurd and so <laughs> like random. Like it was just, it, it just caught me by surprise out of nowhere. Just how they were just super buff and, you know, you know, all in sync and they're all like showing off yeah. their muscles and stuff. <laughs> um, that was really funny. And then it unexpectedly became really sad because you realize that they're slaves too. Yeah. And so that was actually, I was like, oh, well, that's actually really sad. <laughs> like when they made that reveal and just like the, the car is called Turtle Royce, yeah. which is really funny. And then for number four, I have Robin when they meet Dice for the first time and then he's... He's showing them like the this ultimate game that they play, like the ultimate gamble. And he it's this big whole thing where he like is throwing the dice and catching them this huge cup. And then he has this axe and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's going to split it open with an axe. And then like he does it and just like reveals it or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, and then I mean, that in itself was hilarious. But then Robin's response is just like none of that made sense, like <laughs> yeah. in just complete deadpan. Um, yeah, that part was great. What what purpose did the axe serve? I forgot yeah. who said that. Was that Robin who said that or was Soap who said that? Someone was like, oh my God, he's going to split it with the axe. It's so cool. And then he just like, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, yeah it's like, I, I forgot who, but somebody somebody besides Robin said, yeah. the axe has no meaning yeah. to this. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, but yeah, just, just classic Robin humor, yeah. which is really funny. Always really funny. For number three, I have... <laughs> Usopp Dash, which, where he, when um, like all hope seems to be lost, and he's like, I have one final trick up my sleeve. <laughs> yes. Usopp Dash, and then he just like runs off, and then that gag is just like, oh, that's funny. Um, classic Usopp, but then what I love even more is like, he comes back and he, there's a reason why he ran off. Yes. Yeah. That was, that's actually one of my favorite moments too, is Usopp coming back and the, how he beats Baccarat. Yes. Was. So unexpected and so genius. So unexpected. I I wrote down genius right here. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Because I mean, for one, it it showcases Usopp's like insane accuracy to shoot a bag with a (laughs) slot machine in it, so the coin goes into the bag, yeah, and then into the slot machine, yeah, and then it gets the 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 quadruple sevens to get the jackpot. I'm just like to use up all the luck. So genius. So brilliant. So apparently, so apparently, I, the reason why I think that that whole that whole sequence works so well is because the the story goes is the original director who made who 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 actually oversaw the movie, Oda didn't like the ending the last ten minutes of the movie, so he actually hmm. drew like storyboards for the final ten minutes of the movie, 
And I think that's one of the reasons why that, that joke part yeah, works so, well. so well. Is because I'm pretty sure that was Oda's idea. Yeah. Um, which, it, yeah, it makes sense because it's so amazingly yeah. cool, funny, and like just genius. Mm-hmm. So funny. And then I feel like the last two will probably have the same top moments. But number two for me was the banana peels. Yes. It's like, like so stupid, but like the funniest thing. And they did it like... I don't know how many times. I think it was at least four times. Yeah, and every time it was just like funnier and funnier. Like everyone in the theater was laughing. It was so good. I I love the banana joke because like the first time I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like the the fruit's ability must be like, oh, maybe the the banana was just there and now Luffy slipped on it. Yeah. But then as the movie progressed, it's like, why the hell would there be a banana here? So the fruit's <laughs> ability is actually to like materialize a banana yeah. peel so that they actually slip on it, which made it even funnier. I yeah. was like, this is so absurd. And it's just so funny, though. And they nar- they narrate it every single time. They're <laughs> like, banana, <laughs> banana. <laughs> that was great. Um, and then I'm sure we have the same t- yeah. number one, which is the celestial dragon. Yeah, that scene is awesome. Oh, my God. I, I was not expecting that at all like did you know that would happen no oh, okay i didn't know if there had been like stills images of it or anything beforehand but like no that was hilarious so funny yeah i love that scene well because like i wondered why they were showing the, the celestial dragons at all yeah like, yeah i know there was part of the subplot with Lucci and, and all of that but yeah. at the same time it's like that's weird that they're there. I, like, are they gonna pose like an actual threat like they do in the in the series? But no, not really. It's just used oh for God. a gag. It's so and funny the way they all dress up and Usopp in the celestial dragon and how he like imitates the the head yeah. jerking. It's so funny. And then they had like Chopper was like a panda bear or like oh they, yeah, right? they, like, he went into his yeah. reindeer form and he have his like snout sticking out of like a panda mascot. Yeah. It was very funny. Oh yeah. Also, I can I just say I think Nami looks great as a celestial dragon. <laughs> yeah, she does look pretty good at that. I think that's pretty much all of mine too. Okay. Yeah, like. The, the Celestial Dragons, anytime Tanaka-san was on screen and yeah. he was referred as Tanaka-san, like, that killed me every single time. I know. That's <laughs> really funny. And then, yeah, actually, those were pretty much all of it. Yeah, the entire heist sequence was actually really fun, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, with Brooke not being recognized by the uh, the laser Denden Mushis, yes. like, because oh, he, yeah. he's not actually flesh, and so they, like, all the lasers go on him. He's like, nothing happened. <laughs> He's like offended yeah. per usual. <laughs> that that scene was funny. Um yeah, I, I think the kind of like I guess the the prison sequence was also kind of entertaining but also really weird at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that was one section of the movie that I didn't quite like. Mm-hmm. But I guess kind of drawing on that, were there any things that you didn't like about the movie? I think the main one for me I don't know if it was I didn't like it, but I was very confused why Spandem was there. Yeah. Like, that, I was just like, what was the purpose of him in the whole movie? <laughs> he, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, cool, like cameo. But other than that, like, I, I was re- still confused why he was in the part of the plot. Yeah, that really confused me, too, because that whole subplot almost served no purpose in the movie mm-hmm. whatsoever. You could have cut 
Everything with Sabo, Luchi, Spandam. Oh, yeah. See, I, I forgot Sabo was in the movie. Yeah, you could cut all of that out yeah. and it would not change the movie at all. And probably would have made it better. Yeah. Because、uh, it would have been tighter storytelling. But apparently, so there was a lot of tie in material with this movie. So when it came out, they had a TV special called Heart of Gold.、Mm-hmm. And then they had the, the filler, the, like a four episode filler arc called the Silver Mine arc. As well. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of these things kind of fill in a little bit of backstory in terms of like, really, it's more from what I gather is that Gran Tesoro, because he has like this sort of autonomy in, and is not under control of the、uh, world government,、uh-huh. they're kind of concerned and annoyed with him, but they can't really touch him because the celestial dragons also like. You know, are served serviced by him as well. Okay. And so I think the whole thing with that is that they wanted to take him down. And so they don't have to deal with him anymore. So the CP0, that's kind of their objective.、Mm. However, I'm still not entirely like sure why the revolutionary or like the revolutionary armies there,、yeah. like Koala and Sabo. There's like a little scene at the end of the Silver Mine arc that sort of addresses that. But well, st- isn't that guy the. The old guy, I forgot his name, the, the gambler, the、oh, old gambler、yeah. guy. He was part of the Revolutionary Army, right? Yeah, I guess that's what, yeah, now that you mentioned it. But still, it,、yeah. very weak tie in. I like, did、yeah. not get why they were there. I mean, you could have easily had him just be a normal prisoner and not have that tie in to Revolutionary Army,、mm-hmm. unless Oda's going to bring him back later at the, in the series or something, but that seems really odd. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really weird. But yeah, anything else that you didn't really enjoy or think? Thought was weird? Um, Not really. I really just, I liked all of it. Um, I, yeah, I, I can't, I have an honorable mention for something that I also I liked. Oh, yeah, which, go was, ahead. which was the costumes. Yeah. Um, And then it was like, they had, I feel like they had several costume changes, right? Yeah, they had their original ones that they came in with, and then they changed into the white, oh, yeah, that's the、right. white、uh, outfits for the partying, and、yep. then. When they got to the main fighting, they changed into like their black outfits. Yeah, yeah. I liked all the outfit changes and I really liked the,、um, the, just the, the building out of the world. Really fun. Also, I went into this not knowing at all what it was going to be. So at the very beginning scene, I was like, oh, this looks very Vegas y. And I was like, oh, wait, this is intentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, very Vegas y, which I, which I enjoyed. Yeah, I, <clears throat> this was actually a movie that I hadn't seen when it originally came out, unlike some of the other One Piece. I don't know why, why I didn't watch this movie when it came out. So I came into this movie pretty blind as well. And I had only seen the trailers. I didn't, I even somehow managed to avoid spoilers or anything, which was miraculous considering how much One Piece material I consume on a daily、yeah. basis. <laughs> Um, so, no, yeah. like gifs or anything? Nothing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really need see anything. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised at the world building, too. Like, I、mm-hmm. mean, I guess、I'm, I shouldn't be surprised when it comes to One Piece and world building. But yeah, the island was well realized. Like, all the architecture, the way the, the island flows together is really well done. Um, and how all the different systems play into each other. Yeah.、Um, I love the backstories, too. Like,、um, of. The main guy, Gran Tesoro, of like, or Tesoro. Yeah. <laughs> of how, like, you know, how he came from being very poor and surrounded by wealth and him morphing him into like this person that, you know, is all about money and power because that's,、um, 
what he saw as a young boy. And then um, I also liked all the, you know, like the little kids and like it, there was just a surprising amount of like backstory that was put into like a movie, like a short movie. Like I feel like it had all the elements of like a normal arc would yeah. have. Yeah, I, you know, I like that too. Although I wish this is part of kind of half part things I like and half flaw. Mm -hmm. But I kind of wish that they actually expanded a little bit more on those things. Yeah. I think they could have, like I said, they could have just taken out all the CP0 and Revolutionary Army stuff and focused a little more on building up Tesoro and the the slaves like trapped on the island. That's a good point. Their backstories a little bit more because like Tesoro's that's fine like give them motivation give them a backstory i think they did an okay amount i think it would have been better if they had more but yeah. they had enough mm-hmm. but with the the kids and the slaves i feel like i didn't really care <laughs> sad like I, you didn't care about the muscle turtles who are being <laughs> I, I mean i care like i was sympathetic but at the same time i wasn't attached to them sure like like i would in a normal one piece arc obviously yeah. i can't expect that amount of development in the two-hour movie as mm-hmm. opposed to like 50 hour like series yeah. but i you know it's like i wanted to be a little bit more attached like they did a good job of of that with um karina mm-hmm. um because she had a lot more screen time. But, mm-hmm. like, the kids had, like, what, two scenes? One at the very beginning where they're trying to sell them flowers. And one at the middle where, where the the Tesoro's, like, henchmen are beating up on, yeah. on the Well, the you know, it owner. shows them being inspired by seeing Luffy stand up to someone with wealth, you know? That was cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I could have used more, too, though. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I get what they were going for, yeah. and I and it's and it's like a staple of One Piece to care about the actual like reactions of the common people. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't attached like I would have been like with you know people from Alabasta or the citizens yeah. of our uh, uh, Kokoyashi Village or anything like that. Um, but anyways, yeah, that I mean that's a nitpick. I think another nitpick that I had about the movie was the fact that Zoro was sli- sidelined. Oh yeah, the majority of the movie. <laughs> like my favorite character. Yeah, same. It, mine too. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, so Zoro's just gone. Yes. Yep. You see, in the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes in the movie, and he has like one scene where he's talking to Tesoro. Yeah. And it's just like, crap, Zoro's just gone. Yeah, but do you think that helped add to like the the rest of the characters having to kind of step up and be like? You know, we, you know, because they can't rely on like Monster Trio, you yeah. know, right? So it's like they, it kind of helped the the heist plot a little bit. Or do you think, I guess it could have been Dev Zoro too, though. I think, yeah. I mean, if you have Sanji, it's not really going to make a difference yeah. whether you have Zoro and Sanji. I guess it is, it does add a lot more power, but I, I, I understand why they had to do that. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, it sucks. Like, like they did a lot more with, Speaking of Strong World, they did a lot more with with separating Nami out from the rest of the crew yeah. and still gave her a lot to do in that movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Zoro was literally just l- stuck doing yeah. nothing yeah. for the majority of the movie, which really, I mean, it doesn't hurt the movie overall. It just sucks for me as a fan. Personally. <laughs> yeah, as, Zoro, uh, as a fan of Zoro. Um, me too. Oh, another another honorable mention, I guess, was at the beginning when they showed Zoro with his shirt off. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more of this outfit. <laughs> that's You know, it's funny. That's So that's actually one of my other, like, flaw or my, things I didn't like about the movie was just the amount of 
gross fan service. Like, I mean, I'm, granted, it was fan service on both both <laughs> sides, but we don't get enough Zoro fan service to be honest. Yeah, and that's fine. Like sh- seeing shirtless Luffy, Sanji, Frankie, Zoro is is okay, but man, just the sheer amount of fan service with Nami, Robin, Karina, Baccarat, like. Some shots were literally just their boobs bouncing. Like, the camera was just so focused on their boobs or their ass. And it's just like, really? Do Is we- it bad that I didn't notice that? I don't know if it's bad I that feel you like, didn't notice I that. I feel like it's so mu- there's so much in, like, the anime now. There is a that, lot in that the anime. It, I almost felt like their outfits were, like... Tame? Tamer, yeah, than, than the actual anime. So, uh, to me, I was like, oh, the girls didn't seem... To have as much fan service. Maybe yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I was too focused on Zoro. <laughs> Maybe, but I, yeah, I mean, it is it is pretty much like a standard of One Piece at this point mm-hmm. in the series, just because of the way the character designs are done and how you know Oda decides to you know do their costumes or, yeah. or their wardrobes, and it's just yeah, I really don't like it. I, I know. I yeah. just as you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm a guy, a heterosexual guy. Not, who doesn't love boobs and asses? But at the same time, it's just like... It takes is, away from... Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's distracting. Yes. But anyways, yeah, that's a, that's another small nitpick I had. Other than that, yeah, the rest of the movie was really, really good for the most part. Those mm-hmm. are those are um, all minor things, aside from maybe the, the side plot with the CP0. Like, that really was like, what is the point of this? <laughs> Um, it it was kind of cool to see Spandam face Luffy again, though, mm-hmm. and Luffy and not recognize him. <laughs> like one of the most pitiful, pivotal yeah. moments of his life, and he doesn't even remember who the hell this guy is. Yeah. Um, and that, that's that's a continue. Isn't that in that actual arc? He doesn't. He keeps pronouncing his name wrong too. Yeah, right. Sp- yeah. 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 Spanda and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall that was really good. And then just a couple, like, I, I did like all the little trivia or the cameos that kind of showed up. Like, I noticed Wanze was proposing to that one person on the gondola and he got rejected, which was weird, though, because Wanze's face had returned to normal because in in the water in water seven, he gets his face kicked in so hard that Sanji makes him beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the, the noodle, noodle wheel yep. guy from the train. Yep. <laughs> um, but in the, you only get to really see like a silhouetted version of his face, but yeah, his face was back to his ugly like face. Um, and then I think when, uh, Luffy and Frankie are climbing up the tower in the restaurant, when you see from the inside view, uh, you see Absalom sitting in the back. You pointed that out to me yeah. in the movie. I would never, definitely would not have seen that if you weren't there. Um, so yeah, there is Absalom, and then the other, the other two bigger cameos that I noticed were, or I guess they're not big cameos, but the, the guy, the guy playing, the Marine Vice Admiral playing golf, that was, um, Chatong, or Brown Pig, and then the- From, from what? He's just, um, he's just a Marine Vice Admiral. You see him kind of in the Levely arc, like him, and then the other Vice Admiral, um, Momo Usagi, or Pink Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are in that sort of conference where, oh wait, I guess this is really far spoilers, but they they talk about the God Valley incident and and um, Zebek D Rocks and then you know all of that. They're in that room with them. 
Hmm. The the fun story about them is that they're kind of like fan made vice admirals. Oh, like their names. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Oda kind of made them canon, and they're the only two vice admirals with names like epithets like um, the admirals. So you know Aokiji, yeah. Akainu, but they they're vice admirals, but they have the the color, the color animal, animal. <laughs> combination name. Um, so yeah, the um, Momosagi is actually only in there like very briefly. Like when they first enter to meet Grand Tesoro and they they see the dice game, she actually walks past them mm. um, in the foreground of the camera. Um, I think is there anybody else that I saw? I saw, I, so I looked it up later. Apparently, um, there was a couple other people like Gedatsu were in, were, were somewhere in the, the crowd as well. Hmm. But I didn't see them. But those are the four main ones that I saw. You pointed out Panda Man to me too. Oh yeah, Panda Man was in there as well. <laughs> Obviously, he's got to make an appearance. Uh-huh. Is he in all the movies? Probably. Probably. <laughs> I don't know that I've found him in every movie. I know I've seen him in... In at least half of them, like I've noticed him in half of them because I'm always trying to find Panda Man. Mm. So yeah, obviously he makes an appearance. But yeah, I think overall, I guess what would you what would you rate it out of ten? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I'd give it a nine. Nine. Wow. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Lots of laugh out loud moments. It was cool watching it in a theater because everyone else was also laughing, like interacting and yeah. with the with the movie. So that was really cool. Um, yeah. Nine. Really, really good time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to probably give it an eight out of ten. Although this is based on like anime movies. If I was going to rate it as like a real <laughs> movie, it would probably be a lot lower. Um, but yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not like a cinematic masterpiece or anything. What's like one of the best anime movies? Like, not tied to a series or just anime movies in general? tied to a series. Tied to a series. series. Um, Best anime movie. Wow, that's hard. You know, honestly, and many many people probably won't know these movies, but I think the early Detective Conan movies are really good. Hmm. Like, Detective Conan makes makes for some really good movies because it's based on mysteries and so you can mm-hmm. actually fit all of that into, into a, a movie, movie. Yeah. and like the and the fact that like because it's a movie they can actually get a little bit more gruesome with the murders as well mm. than they can with the manga or even the anime and so i really like the detective Conan, particularly movie four and five are really good if i remember correctly but yeah i but those those uh, those are completely different genre, different things. But I mean, if we're going outside of series, there's a bunch of obviously the Studio Ghibli yeah. movies and uh, anything Makoto Shinkai has done, like Your Name and all that. Those are really awesome. Um, but yeah, I think Detective Conan movies are really good mo- uh, anime tie-in movies. Okay, so are you basing your eight on the scale that includes the non-series animes or? Uh, I'm basing these just on tie-in movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If this were to go up against like Spirited Away or yeah, Princess okay, Mononoke, okay. they're not even a contest. Like obviously those are like nine, tens out of tens, and then that would then drop one this movie probably down to like a six. Fair, fair. I'm, I mean, I'm basing this off of my very limited. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nine. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, but as as far as like anime movie tie-ins, like this is definitely one of the better ones I've seen mm-hmm. um, by far. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Alrighty, well, thank you, Sandra, for joining me. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to go see uh, One Piece Film Red when it comes out here in the U.S. Because I really want to see that in the theater. So maybe I'll have you back on for when we do see Film Red. Woohoo! Alrighty, thank you very much. So yeah, there was our review and recap of One Piece Film Gold. I hope you enjoyed that. And thank you again to Sandra for joining me for doing that. And yeah, if you did enjoy this, send me a like or comment. And if you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. And check out my Instagram and Twitter at SunnyGoPodcast for updates of new episodes, as well as some random pictures of my manga collection. And as always, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Stay safe out there, and I hope to see you on the next episode, which will return to form with uh, recap episodes as we pick up where we left off with the NES Lobby stuff. So yeah, I'll see you next time. Bye.